Dire times in Liberty Land. Jackie Powell is here to talk about it. Locked on Women's Basketball starts now. You are Locked on Women's Basketball. Your daily podcast on women's basketball. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Well, hello there and happy Thursday to you. I am Howard Magdal, founder and editor of The Next Women's Basketball 24-7-365. Check us out at thenexthoops.com. a month, $72 a year, best money you're ever going to spend. You're going to fund a 24-7, 365 women's basketball newsroom and the folks who bring you Locked on Women's Basketball every weekday. We are so grateful for your listening. Make sure you're subscribing. That is free anywhere you get your podcast. You can subscribe to us over at YouTube and you can see us. Uh, For instance, my uh, Utica Blue Sox hat, Um, Jackie Powell. Who do you have behind you? That is Lady Gaga right behind me. Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga. We we, we need to do a separate podcast just about Lady Gaga one of these days. So. Oh, yeah. But we're talking about another iconic figure. uh, Very specifically, Lady Liberty. And Mm -hmm. uh, she is singing the blues, if I may mix my metaphors, uh, as the New York Liberty fell in the third of their three camp games today to the Washington Mystics. So you didn't hear from... Us, obviously, because hello, here we are. You didn't hear from Sandy Brondello. You didn't hear from Natasha Howard and Maureen Johannes. Uh, We're going to be talking about what Sandy's view is. Uh, A very critical moment late in this game that was very telling to uh, both of us, Jackie as well, I know. And then just the road forward from here and how the Liberty need to avoid uh, what would be, I think, a, a, a step back by any measure. Uh, missing the playoffs, and the math is starting to get really hard there. Uh, but the place I want to start is talking about the approach that you heard from Sandy Brandella post game, and we were both feeling out of this one. Yes, it was a loss, indisputably. Seventy-eight, sixty-nine. Lena Deladon with twenty-five. Ariel Atkins not just with sixteen, but with critical rebounds late in that one. The Liberty just did not get it done in a game that statistically, when you look at the standings, they really needed to win. They're now two games back in the loss column of three teams that they are chasing for three playoff spots. Jackie, you felt good, though, coming out of this one relative to the Connecticut game. Take me through, if you would, sort of where that outlook came from, because I shared and it seemed like Sandy did, too. Yeah, I think what was so frustrating about the Connecticut loss was that they looked like they had gotten a bit better in comparison to the game that we talked about with Barbara Streisand, where they just showed no effort, no intensity, um, and it was it was a very sad watch. I think what was hard about the Connecticut game was that we saw that in the fourth quarter. Um, Liberty did well against the sun. And then when shots started not falling, they just, they lost all sense of, of pride. And I think that's something that upsets Sandy quite a bit. Mm -hmm. I think she would have been, I think a little more encouraged if 
I don't know, it was a a single digit loss to the Sun rather yeah. than a 20 point loss. Um, well, it did, they did just fall apart. It was it, it was hard to see in that moment just how all execution on both ends of the floor just kind of disappeared down the stretch there. Now, the Sun are a very good team and they were playing in Connecticut, but my goodness. Yeah, and, and without John Quill Jones. And so it was this idea that, wow, like this is this is a game that's much more doable um, mm -hmm. with without a John Quill Jones. Obviously, I think the Connecticut Sun sometimes dig themselves in a hole when it comes to the math problem, you know, how they do not shoot many threes. And as we know in the past, that's worked for Bill Lambeer teams. But... Mm -hmm. You know, we'll see if it works for a Kurt Miller team who has a much weaker perimeter defense than the Washington Mystics do. No doubt. And so we're going to get into a little more about how that might look, especially from a player perspective. Uh, but first, let's hear from Sandy. Let's hear what she had to say. Uh, this is Locked on Women's Basketball. We are happy to be with you. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Please raise your hand if you have a question for Coach. We'll go ahead and get started with Jeff Magliocchetti. Thank you, Coach. Thank you for joining us. Sorry things didn't go your way out there today. My question for you is, uh, you guys got off to that hot start in the first quarter. From there on out, what did Washington do differently from a coach's perspective? Look, I think we hit them early, and, and they're, they're a defensive team. They're a great defensive team, and they lift up, lifted up their energy. Um, they were getting into a you know, into our uh, bodies and blowing stuff up. And it, you know, just took us out a little bit of rhythm. But look, I was, I was proud that we sustained, uh, we stayed together. You know, we, I thought we competed better than what we had the last few games. Um, but the result didn't go our way. So we just got to hang in there. What was your message to the team in the locker room in the postmortem? Basically about that. You know what I mean? You get, you get, be mad and disappointed, but it's more like at least we, we, we found the effort and you know, we competed a little harder tonight. Okay, things aren't going our way. With that's a really good, really good team here, and you know we were right there at the end. The zone certainly helped us to get back in the play, and we've got to limit just the the areas, um, just execution. Now we have you can have the effort, and but now you need the execution. Sometimes we're breaking down some of the stuff we ask them to do, like you know, you know, they just weren't on the same page, and um, but their areas, you know, it's just a little bit of mindset change, and we'll get them get them ready for the next game. Appreciate your time and insight. Say travels home. Thanks, Jeff. Howard. Hi, Sandy. I'm curious when you look at the standings and you look at the numbers, at what point does it start to become a question of each game being as close to a necessary win as possible? And do you start to talk about that with your team? Do you kind of approach it from a numerical perspective? Uh, to be quite honest, Howard, it's more like, you know, we just need to be playing well. And there's still a lot of games left. I said, you know, we're playing a, we're playing a bit like May, basically. You know, we're turning the ball over and doing some things there, but we're we're competing a little harder. We have that, um, and now we just have to learn how to win and get some confidence back. I think you see some players, you know, this hit the wall a little bit, and you know, we need our depth is that we need those players to come in and and um, you know and and be big for us every single game as I think it certainly helps us. But for me, it's, you know, I always go, Hey Phoenix, I've snuck into the playoffs. 
it, it, sometimes, you know, things don't go well. We have, and the, I think the hardest house is just trying to find, you know, with people out moving them around all this time. And I think it's hard and that just trying to still get them into rhythm, but we still have an August. We've got teams who are, we are competing for those spots who we will be playing. So we control our own destiny. So that's what I say, you know, the next two games, Chicago, you have to go in thinking that you can win. This is the best team. We know we're capable of playing with them. So it's getting that confidence back and, and in, embracing the grind. I, I think there's no better thing as a professional athlete to know that we're still in it. We're not out of it, but it's up to us. And we're, we're going to go against team that we're going to try and push out of the playoffs. And just re- related to that, you talked about sneaking into the playoffs. It's a different format. And it's not a scenario where if you're the eight seed, you got to go out on the road and win one and then go out on the road and win again. Do you feel like this format helps favor if you can sneak into the playoffs to be able to make more of a sustained run because you have the opportunity once you're there to play a three game set right away? Yeah, definitely. I mean, you finish an eight, you're playing the best team. I mean, but uh, every game, every you can beat anyone and you can lose against anyone. And, and for us, there's a fine line of margin really because you know we some other teams you know they're healthier than us they got a little bit more consistency for us if we get Benajah back maybe that's what we need mm-hmm. you know we're getting you know one of our best players back who's been out all season long and everyone else is healthy so but and it's unfair for her but she's been out for a long time so for me you get to the playoffs and, and it's it's a new season now and that just depends on how you play and but it's not a over a series they always say the best team wins but you, we just want to get there and then see what happens thanks Sandy. jackie hey sandy thanks for being here um so it was really hard for us to know what what went on in most of the second half there were some broadcast issues i was keeping up on court side but what i want to ask you here is we couldn't really see the run in the fourth that got you all back into the game. So if you could explain to me how you felt like this team got back into the game a bit more generally, how do you think the ball was able to move during that run? And again, I was just following on live stats because yes, was having some issues. Okay. Yeah. Look, Jackie, to be quite honest, we came out, we've been asking them to move the ball quicker, play with a little bit more pace. We did that in the first quarter, you know, a little the second, we didn't do that in the third. That's what dug us a hole. Mm-hmm. We- Back to like, no, we don't want to sit up. We're too slow. We got to move the ball. We got to exploit their aggressiveness. But in the fourth, we went to a zone. And that's really, we got, you know, we got a zone. We made him, we got some turnovers in the zone. We were able to get out and run and transition. Um, we made some shots. And, and really, you know, that's it. You, momentum can change. It's just because we changed how we play. We're playing defense because we had a hard time defending in one on one, you know, and, you know, you'd low shot clock and then Atkins would drive and shoot it and make it and Daladon would drive. But, you know, and it's just trusting the defense behind the ball. And sometimes we were there. They're just really good players making shots. I appreciate that. And so when we were able to see the game at the end, uh, there were a bunch of rushed threes that didn't fall, especially at the end. Is that a matter of getting a bit more poised in running the offense instead of just chucking up shots and the hope that something will fall? Yeah, no, it it is, you know, they, and that's what we said, you know, we just took some bad shots. We didn't need to take them, you know, I don't, and that's just, you know, a team trying to work out how it all works. Like, you know, if you're an, a shooter, you're open, it's good, but we were just saying, let's just, just move the ball. Let's just keep moving the ball. Cause we got, you would have seen Marine passed it out of action, the third side back to Tash on a roll. That's what we're doing. So we took some ill shots. 
Um, but that's, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. A little execution, a little bit of the controllables that, you know, that's on us. We've got to be better in those situations and know, you know, you can't, you know, I never want to take a confidence away from our players, but it's more, they, they have to know the difference between a good and a bad shot. Thank you so much, Sandy. I appreciate that. Miles. Hey, Sandy. Um, every player but Sammy had a turnover in today's contest. When it's not just one or two players making miscues, but everybody, is that an indication of a lack of rhythm or trust in one another? Yeah, I mean, it's, it, oh, I think it's a bit, uh, a bit of both. I think it's a defense on what they did to us. You know, I think Sub got caught too much getting deep in the paint and they just denied first passes out, which you're supposed to do. And, you know, um, just getting, so we got to make quicker decisions. we got to make simple passes. Um, a team that's as aggressive as that, I think we have to back cup more. So we're talking about, that's why we wanted the movement to try and exploit their aggressiveness um, in blowing stuff up off the ball. Um, so, yeah, you know, and I don't think, you know, it's a bit of trust, but it's more about just a little bit of execution. Like don't fight pressure. We've got to play smarter and a little bit more poised. And, and this is a team, you know, still, trying to tr trying to work it out and how it all fits together and um you know a little bit more experience i suppose that's probably what we're missing in, in certain situations um yeah but the last two games we've turned it over way too much and gave up too many points easy points thanks so much have a safe trip back last we'll go to brian hi sandy um for a lot of the night, you guys had success in the paint, except in the third quarter when you didn't take a shot at the rim. Um, I know you've talked a lot about having two feet in the paint. And for the most part, do you think that the team will be able to be more aggressive in attacking the basket going forward? Yeah, good point. You know, look, I, I suppose you can say we're not really built to break you down. Um, you know, and that's, you know, we, we want, we, you know, subs probably our best one at getting into the paint at the moment. And we're just still trying to find ways where we can get into the paint and um, be, you know, help. it just flattens out the defense. Um, you know, when we did get in there, I thought we had really good success. You would have seen semi late in the game and she got into the paint and got a wide open three. So that's why we keep encouraging in that. So it's more about having an aggressive mentality and, and players, you know, we got a lot of shooters. So, but sometimes they just need to get two feet in the paint because it's, you know, they, you know, Washington rotate and scramble well. Um, but yeah, it's, we can't just can't change who we got. So we need to play it at what we have. <laughs> Thanks. And um, especially early on, Crystal really had the offense running well. What did you like that the team did at the beginning of the game with Crystal winning the point? Pushed it. And that's what we've been asking and push it and move it. And you know, like Crystal, just telling her to be aggressive. She doesn't always have to be sub. That's in pick and rolls or Marine. We need her in the pick and rolls. And she made some really good decisions um, passing the ball to the rollers. But it comes down to our post players. I didn't think we screened great because they went under a lot of our screens. But when we re-screened and we could roll, um, you know, that's where we got to, you know, get better. And and in the end, uh, you know, we got we got tired, you know, and, and it took away from us being able to sustain the pace. Thanks, Andy. Safe travels home. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Coach. Next up, we'll have Natasha Howard and Maureen Johannes. Locked on Women's Basketball is brought to you by Built Bar. Jackie, you obviously know that for me, trying to eat healthy and making sure that I'm eating salads and other such things is a real challenge. You, you're not just a colleague, but you're a friend. You're someone who holds me accountable on salads when we are in press rooms together. I am grateful. Um, but what's amazing and something that I love and appreciate is that you don't have to work at it 
when it gets to getting me to eat my built bars, right? I mean, have you ever, have I ever pushed back against eating a built bar in your presence? No, it's a joy for you to have a built bar. It is a joy. And the reason why, you know, coconut brownie chunk puff is an example. I had the cookie dough this afternoon as I was running out the door to go pick up my daughter from school. They're the people who invented healthy and tasty. It's both, right? There's 17 grams of protein in most Built Bars, and they keep coming up with new flavors. Go to Built.com and you use LOCKED15, the promo code L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and you get 15% off your order. Is it salad? No. Is it a candy bar? No. Is it closer to a candy bar than a salad in taste? Yes. Is it closer to a salad than a candy bar in health? Yes. Built.com, LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5. And Jackie, when you do this, right, you got to tell them someone sent you. Who would it be? Who sent you? Who sent oh. you? Oh, there's only one person. It's Grandma Myrna. That's right. Grandma Myrna sent you. And so you make sure, dear listener, you tell them Grandma Myrna sent you. We had a chance to talk to the players as well, Natasha Howard and Maureen Johannes, after the game. And you'll hear from them shortly. But I think the first thing that I just want to flag, how tired did Maureen Johannes look as we were talking to her in that post game? And I say that by way of, I asked her about these early day starts. And she pointed out, it was so interesting to me that she did not have any experience with this overseas. Whatever, whatever challenges there are, and there are numerous ones of playing internationally, this is not a thing she's used to. That is correct. Um, and I have looked at the 2019 New York Liberty schedule and Maureen Johannes arrived after the Liberty's camp game uh, mm-hmm. in 2019. Mm-hmm. And, and the thing with Han Shu, of course, is she wasn't really playing at all. So you can't really count that in 2019 either. And then on the Liberty, you also have Crystal Dangerfield drafted in, tw- in 2020. Sabrina Unescu, drafted in 2020. Um, Jocelyn Willoughby, drafted in 2020. Dee Dee Richards, drafted in 2021. I, I mean, that's those are a lot of people who have never experienced this before. It's very true. And so late in this one, Liberty were within six. It was probably out of reach by then, but I don't think it would be quite as, you know, M. Adler would say over. And so when you are looking for a key pass, Marine Johannes through it and 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 just you know clearly a mistake from the gecko. You could see it immediately. It was to Sabrina who was cutting away. It was a turnover. Alicia Clark converts it at the other end. And that for all intents and purposes ended the game for real. What happened next? Because you saw a moment and I saw a moment uh, that we talked to the players about after. Well I actually was I don't I might have seen it out of the corner of my eye. But I have to shout out Andrea Carter, who was doing the color commentating on Yes. And I mean, I guess this was just the broadcasting gods that, you know, Andrea said what she said, because we basically couldn't see close to half of this game because of a thunderstorm. uh, And then Yes was not functioning for the entire third quarter and a lot of the fourth quarter. So we were owed this tip from Drea. So, I think that's fair. And so what she said was, she said, look at the Liberty bench. Right after Maureen Johannes turns the ball over, you see Benajelani, who, mind you, 
has basically not played this season. Uh, she had another knee surgery. Mm-hmm. And you see Natasha Howard, the two of them, go up to her, embrace her, and basically say to her, listen, it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. I just feel like, and, and we talked about this, I know, off air, whether they have enough to win this year or not, this is a team that has clearly stayed together. And I think you have to credit the leadership both in the locker room among players, Natasha Howard being one of them, a winner everywhere she's gone, and the coaching staff led by Sandy Brondello and what they have done here as well. You have not seen the type of disintegration that a team that struggles might have had in past years uh, in New York or elsewhere. So let's hear from Natasha. Let's hear from Maureen. Uh, you are listening to Locked On Women's Basketball. Jeff? Thank you. Hello, both. Uh, thank you for being here. Sorry it didn't go your way this morning. Uh, so my question is to, for both of you, whoever's comfortable answering it. Um, so in the first quarter, you guys get off to that hot start. From a player's perspective, what did Washington do differently over the rest of the game that kind of threw you guys off rhythm, rhythm a little bit? Um, they got more aggressive with their defense. And they was pushing us, you know, making us uncomfortable on offense. And they were dictating where they wanted us to go and instead of, instead of us dictating where we wanted to go. That's what they did. They just, you know, got aggressive. Uh, Natasha, this question is for you, considering uh, you've played with, you played with her last season. Uh, Coach Brondello said in her statements that uh, this team really does miss Benajelani and that her re-entry could really get this team going. From a player's perspective, what does Benajelani add to this roster that's missing right now? Uh Aggressive, heart, uh, defensive mind. Uh, it's pretty much just everything, just everything overall that she does for us on offense and defense and stuff, and her uh, her voice too on the floor. Appreciate that response. And uh, Maureen, I have a, a one more question for you. Final one for me. Um, you know, as someone who has kind of been a late entry into this lineup. How have you been working with your teammates right now? What's it been like trying to build with a different roster in nearly every game, it feels like? How have you kind of built that chemistry and how have you kind of gotten things rolling? How have you gotten into a rhythm despite joining late with so many different rosters? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I think we, um, I did a lot of film with the coaches and the girls uh, really uh, pull on the court. Um, we don't have a lot of practice because we play a lot, um, but I think it's kind of better now. I'm not uh, like lost on the court because of the set plays, for example. But um, yeah, I think it's different now, and uh, I feel more comfortable on the court. Appreciate your time and insight, both of you. Safe travels home. Thank you, Howard. Uh, th- thank you both for the time. Uh, Natasha, just to start with you, you've been in scenarios where your teams get into the playoffs at the bottom uh, of the bracket. You've been there where you've been at the top. Uh, Sandy was talking a little bit about how, you know, at this point, the push is just to do that. I'm just wondering at this point in the season, how much you're looking at the standings at the numbers and how much you think this year's playoff scenario where uh, everyone's sort of starting in a certain way on equal footing uh, helps uh, a team, even if you're six, seven, eight. Uh, right now, I'm not even looking towards uh, the standings or, you know, 
the, like I'm, I'm I'm looking forward towards the playoffs and stuff like that. But right now we we still in regular season games. Right now we just focus on uh, game by game and stuff like that. We're not looking ahead. We just uh, focusing on us getting better and also you know focusing on who we got next. We're not focusing on you know, the the long run. And then Marine, if 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 I could ask as well, just how how much are you looking forward to? Uh, getting back to games starting at um, I, what's the phrase I should use a normal time and being able to have uh, a, a a day to day that's uh, more typical with games in the evening or even in the afternoon. Est-ce que je peux parler en français? Ça vous en Oui, s'il te plaît. Il demande comment hâte-tu euh, de retourner au match qui commence plus tard dans la journée comparé aux les derniers trois matchs qui a commencé dans le matin. Okay. Um, well, we don't have this overseas, like we don't play so early, but I think it's it's uh, different here, and um, it's not like I don't like it, but it's different, and uh, we have to adjust, wake up earlier. Um, everything um, be prepared like uh, yeah, early but I think it um, the next game they are later during the day so I think it can be like maybe better for us thank you both safe travels Jackie hey all uh, thanks for being here so I wanted to ask both of you about a moment we saw on the broadcast and you know I shout out Andrea Carter for pointing this out um, so she made an observation about um, there was a turnover late in the game when you guys are trying to make the run and um, Natasha both you and Benaja you went up to Maureen to comfort her and just to sort of say like it's going to be okay so can you explain that moment to me and tell me sort of what that says about this team and its principles as you guys move through this adversity? One of our things that we be, uh, go back on is sisterhood. And uh, mm -hmm. and I knew like, you know, Marine, you know, was in her own head and stuff like that. And I told her like, you know, move on to the next play, you got it and stuff like that, shake it off, you know, cause you're not the only one that's out there make like you know making mistakes and stuff like that. Like just shake it off and just move on to the next play. So that's one th that's one thing I could you know as a leader, even though like you know we're losing and stuff like that, I can still be that leader. You know, talking to my teammate like you know, come on, like we still got it. Like just move on to the next play and just, just keep playing. Don't get in your own head. Don't get in your own way. I appreciate that. And Maureen, for you, I guess. How does that make you feel to sort of know that you have this support on this team, you know, after arriving later? Yeah, yeah well, I was talking with Tash like early, like just before. And I think like uh, I was mad at myself. And, but it feels good to know that the, like the, your teammates are with you and support you even if you don't make the right choice on the court. Um, so yes, for sure, it, it's good for me, and we, I think we have to continue in this way, like uh, being here for each other. I really appreciate that. Um, now, a little bit about the the game itself, and just what this stretch has been like. I mean, 
how would you say, although you haven't won at all in the past three games, how would you say you guys maybe have improved uh, since that first camp game in Vegas where, you know, defense just wasn't there? Hmm, good question. Um, I feel like, you know, what Coach Sandy said that in the past two games that we had these early games against Vegas and uh, Connecticut uh, that, you know, we, we wasn't aggressive. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this game, we was aggressive and we kept fighting, kept fighting and stuff like that until, you know, until we can't fight no more. And that's one thing I could like, I can say from the, the, the past three games that we had, the camp games at this game right here, we fought and stuff and we didn't give up. I really appreciate that. Last one for Maureen, um, and then I'll, I'll let this go. Um, so toward the end of the game, it looked like you sort of took it upon yourself to put some more pressure on the rim rather than just shooting outside shots. How moving forward is that something that, you know, you'll focus on and you'll, you'll do? Mm, well, I think I just have to like, uh, like, oh man, like, um, I have to stop like thinking, I could just uh, play with like the flow of the game. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe I took like, um, I took an early shot uh, at the end and I did this turnover when I was uh, mad at myself. But um, yeah, I think I have to like, play with confidence and with the flow. Um, I think Tash and Sab are like great leaders and we have to um, understand that maybe it's time for them to like show up and we have to play more around them. And I think it can help them to like to stay aggressive uh, outside, like, yeah. And yeah, I don't know. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Safe travels back. So Miles, Brian, and Christos, we'll try our best to get to everyone. Hi, Maureen. Um, I want to start with you. After the team made three of the first four three-point attempts, it, as a team, you made just five of 22 the rest of the way. Was that a case of an adjustment made defensively in-game by Washington or an instance of missing looks that this team will typically make more reliably? Le début du match, l'équipe a fait trois three-pointers, mais vers la fin, qu'est-ce que les Mystics ont changé, par exemple? Voilà, je suis... Défense. Merci. Uh, well, like uh, Tasha, I think they are just at the end. Like the, the starting five really start, like uh, they really played good. And it was like 10-0, I think. Uh, after yeah, before the first time up, so I think they just adjust and they were more aggressive in defense, and and I think maybe we took some like a quick shot that we we didn't have have to take it. Uh, so yeah, we just have to continue to move the ball and play maybe longer in offense. And Tosh, thank you, Maureen. And Tosh, in the first half, the Mystics got back into the game and then out in front by pushing the ball in transition. So how, as a team, can you slow down an opponent that's trying to force the action and steal away momentum in a close game? 
um, the guards get back. They have like three people back, especially with teams that actually like get the ball from the rim and throw it up and push it up and stuff like that. You got to at least get like three people back or everybody pretty much like Sandy always say, get everybody back instead of trying to go for the rebound and stuff like that. People that normally rebound, rebound, and the people that don't rebound just get back. So, so uh, Washington won't get like easy buckets and stuff like that easy buckets and uh that's one thing we could definitely work on even more just getting back in transition and stuff thank you both safe travels back brian hi guys brian florenton from next daily um maureen my question is you had a little bit more success today after recent struggles how important is it for you just to maintain your confidence and and, and sort of process and playing well, even um, even when you're struggling in previous games. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's what it was a little better today, but I still make um, some mistakes. And I just when you're you're trying to do your best, maybe sometimes you think too much, and you have to yeah, have to stay confident and um. Yeah, I want to try to like help the team as much as I can. So uh, yeah, stay confident and stay aggressive on the court. Thank you. And Natasha, um, when you guys made that big fourth quarter run to get back in the game, do you think that sort of energy and fight that you showed will be enough to sort of like springboard for the rest of the season as far as giving you guys confidence knowing that you can match up with elite teams like Washington? Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. That's one thing Bernardi said in the locker room after the game that the way we play, we've got to kind of keep building and stuff. And uh, we kind of keep building and building and we could be any team. Uh, so that's one thing that we're going to kind of like just build on from this game going into the Chicago game. All right. Thank you, guys. Safe travels home. We have time for one more from Christos. Christos. Hello, ladies. Hope you're doing well. Natasha, a question for you. Today, you, you've uh, you had 15 turnovers in the game, eight steals from the Mystics. What do you need to do to limit the turno your turnovers and showing to the, your opponents that you want it more as the season goes on? Well, we got to take care of the ball. That's one thing. We got to take care of the ball and get open, come to the ball and stuff like that. The little things that we can control and stuff. And we, and when we, do that, limit our turnover, have lower turnover than our opponents and stuff like that. We come out winning games by 10, 15 points. Thank you very much. And for you, Marin, what was the biggest progress on your game from day one in uh, the team until now? Um, well, I think now I know a little bit more about my teammates on the court. I know. Like when I first arrived, I didn't really know them like on the court. So I think it's getting better now with practices and uh, the game. So, yep, that's it. Merci beaucoup. Great, thank you both for joining. We'll send a copy of the recording along with post-game notes shortly. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. And welcome back to women's basketball every single weekday locked on women's basketball i'm howard Megdal with me the great jackie powell and we're talking about the road ahead new york liberty are now nine and 17 
that puts them three losses behind the Dream, Sparks, and the Wings as we're speaking, although one of those two teams, the Dream or the Sparks, will soon have 15 losses. They're about to tip off this afternoon. And I guess I'm wondering, Jackie, if I could throw back to a previous guest we've had, if you think it's time for this. Obviously, that is the great Barbara Streisand, friend of the show, singing Send in the Clowns. Oh, my gosh. Is it time? Is it time? Or with 10 games left, do the Liberty still have an opportunity? What do you think? Um, I think, well, the song was called Send in the Clowns. And mm -hmm. I don't want to be rude or anything, but beyond the next two, which are against the Chicago Sky... Um, and I will say the second one against the sky comes after the commissioner's cup. And mm -hmm. so the sky are the only group that doesn't really have a break or the sky and the aces. So who knows? I don't know. And I, I think this was something we spoke about in our playback. And so I don't know if listeners and subscribers listen to us on our playback, but we talked about how the sky Sometimes there's the potential for them to get in their own way. You know, could they take the foot off the gas? I don't know. We'll have to see. But after those two against the sky, you have games against the Mercury, the Sparks, mm -hmm. and the Wings, and the Dream. Um, and note what Sandy said. She talked about the fact that they're playing a lot of the teams that they need to beat in order to get into the playoffs that they control their own destiny in some fundamental ways. Mm -hmm. So I don't think it is time to send in the clowns with apologies to Barbara. I don't think it is. I think the Liberty have an opportunity. I think though a win against the sky this Help. Saturday would go a long way, a long way toward this. And to, to see a winning team in New York, um, it, it, it would be back-to-back -back playoff appearances. That alone would be significant, I think, in and of itself. Um, but, it, but it really matters, and I'll tell you why. You know, we thank you, obviously, for making us your first listen uh, here every single day. But there is, and here in New York, we can be forgiven for not realizing it, there is a league called the National Basketball Association, and... And, and get this, Jackie, this is amazing, right? We thought, you know, oh, who are these, these random people near the Liberty signage? But they actually play at Barclays Center, too. They're called the Brooklyn Nets. Um, had you heard about them at all? Yeah, I, I think I have. I mean, I think the Liberty actually might be in a better spot than the Nets when it comes to just 
their trajectory and the players they have signed. I don't know. There's some weird free agency stuff going on with them. I don't think anybody's asked to be traded from the Liberty. No, no. More than than you can say for the Nets, who I, I found that out, of course, at Locked on NBA. It's your daily NBA update in just 30 minutes. There's even, if you go uh, one borough to the north, a second New York team in the National Basketball Association. They like to hold press conferences without inviting the press. So uh, presumably, you know, I just the New York Knicks, as I believe they're called, you know, uh, good luck getting anybody to know who they are. You would think they'd want the media attention, but apparently it didn't work out that way. Uh, Jalen Brunson, uh, introduced to an audience of no one. Uh, the New York Knicks. Well, Jackie Powell, thank you, for, as always, for a lovely conversation about the best ball league that, let's be honest, truly matters. And mm-hmm. I invite all of our listeners to join us again tomorrow and every weekday, Lockdown Women's Best Ball. Make sure you go back. Our, our podcasts are timeless, so you don't want to hear and see all of them every single day. Subscribe wherever podcasts are. Until next time, I am Howard Magdal, founder and editor of The Next. This is the great Jackie Powell. We are wishing you a wonderful Thursday. Don't bother.